0: Welcome to the Pulp Nostalgia and Old Time Radio Podcast. It's October, and just like every year at the podcast, that means this month's episodes all have a Halloween flavor, with stories of ghosts, ghouls, and other horrors. To wrap up the month, we're offering the 1932 radio serial of Frankenstein. This series, starring George Edward, was designed to capitalize on the Frankenstein mania caused by the Universal film. It is told in 13 episodes. And we'll be airing an episode every day leading up to Halloween. You can also find the earlier episodes in our podcast feed. We hope you've been enjoying these pulp-inspired stories from the days of old-time radio, brought to you by Brick Pickle Pulps. The best way to support the podcast and make sure we can keep bringing you the classic entertainment is to shop through our store or purchase our books from Amazon or other bookstores. You can find a link to all of our books and our entire online store at brickpicklemedia.com. And remember, if you like the show, please leave feedback on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. And with that, on with the show.
1: present George Edwards in Frankenstein. Baron Frankenstein had taken refuge on the ship Voyager, which was icebound somewhere near the North Pole.
2: The Baron was weak and ill, and the captain and his officers did their best to restore him to health. Gradually, he told them his story, and he explained to the captain of the attempts he made to create a man.
1: you feel able to tell me any more of your story now, Baron Frankenstein? Somewhere out in those white wastes, there is something which must be destroyed. The thought of it is driving me mad. If only I could regain my strength. If only I could continue my quest. Please do not distress yourself. The surgeon tells me that you are making an excellent recovery. I want to hear about your great experiment. Well, I told you how my fiancee, Elizabeth, and my friend Ernst Claval and myself waited in the laboratory during the violent thunderstorm, while up above us, exposed to the full fury of the storm, lay the lifeless body which I had made. For a full hour we watched, and everyone seemed to be agitated. My servant Julio crouched in a corner and ever and anon cast fearful glances up above. At last, the hour passed. And I motioned to Giulio to move over towards the pulley. Ernst and Elizabeth followed me, and I said, Come, Giulio. The body has been there for a full hour now. It is time to lower it. My my hands are trembling with excitement, for soon I shall know whether I have created a man.
2: Stop. I make one more appeal to you, Victor. Do not proceed with that experiment. When you bring that body down, I beg you to destroy it.
1: After experimenting on it for months and months? Oh, what you ask is too much. I also add my pleas to those of Elizabeth. Well, I must turn a up to you, please. Help me with this poor Julio.
2: I will, my master, but I am
1: afraid the devil stalks abroad tonight. Oh, that is nonsense. I am a scientist. I am conducting an experiment. Now lower it gently.
2: The storm seems
1: to have a base to I seldom remember a was storm. The thunder is still feeling it is a sitting night for devil's work. <laughs> this is not devil's work, Ernst. It is an achievement in the field of science. Now, roll the body off the lift. Come on. Gently, Julio. Over here. Must stand close, all of you. What are you going to do? I am going to unwrap the bandages. We'll start here.
2: Nothing will happen. Nothing can happen. Oh, I feel that I must pray. Please, please do not let this creature have life.
1: And we should all pray. It is not too late to stay. Your hands, Victor. I feel sure that I am on the verge of success. I am removing the bindings now.
2: increasing again. It sounds almost as if the voice of the heavens is protesting.
1: Look at the face. It is horrible. I did not mean the face to be like that. I thought it would be beautiful. The skin is all drawn tight. It is awful. This is ghastly. There is no sign of life. Great. I will remove the other bandages.
2: I have never seen today. Hideous Bestial you say. No creature like that could have life.
1: Elizabeth. What ails you?
2: The eyelids. I, swear I saw them flood. The
1: eyelids did move.
2: No, no. We must be dreaming. creature is looking at her.
1: No, it has closed its eyes again. Julio, darken the room. The light is too strong,
2: my master. Let me take this hammer. Let me destroy the creature. You heard my
1: orders, lower the lights.
2: I will obey. Look, it is raising one arm.
1: It has life. My experiment has succeeded. I have created life. I am the greatest man the world has ever known. No other man has had such power. Victor, this is too horrible. Destroy it now. Destroy it now would be murder. Although this creature is terrible to look upon, it is a man. It has life. It has feelings just as you and I... Going to move I, I was prepared for the success of this experiment, so there is a room all in readiness for my creation. Unlock the door of that room, Julio. I am
2: afraid that we destroy this creature. Come, come, Julio.
1: You help me to create this man.
2: It is not a man. It is a
1: monster. It is moving. It is struggling into a sitting position. Have you unlocked the door of the room, Julio? I have, my master. Then help me. We will move the creature into its abode. We will lock it in there. It will be your charge until tomorrow, Julio. Remain here in the laboratory. Remain just outside the door. Do not enter the room yourself and do not let anyone else enter. I will obey. Oh, this is my creation. A man which I made with my own hands. The creature seems to be able to focus its eyes now. It is looking straight at me. Oh, it looks awful. Uh, I shall train it myself Come, take the other arm, Ernst Let us fix it to walk across the room Mm, No, no, I cannot touch it There is much I would do for you, Victor But I cannot touch that monster. I feel that I am going mad There is no need to be afraid The creature is helpless I can barely walk You help me, Julia Take the other arm No,
2: do not make me touch it
1: Do as I say Look, I have taken one arm. Now, help it off the bench. Uh, Take it across the room. Carefully. It can barely drag one leg after the other. Uh, I have never seen anything so horrible. I admit I am disappointed in the appearance of my creation. It seems that in gaining life, the skin has become stretched tight. And the pictures have him Still, the creature has life, and that's amazing. Now we will place it in this room. Mm. Careful, Julio. Now, help me. Help me. Get it on bed. The bed
2: is not big enough. The creature seems to have become taller and bigger.
1: That is the extraordinary thing. Probably caused by the electricity. Uh, uh, uh leave it on the bed. Now come outside I'll lock the door. You take the key and keep it to your room. Ah,
2: I am glad the door is locked. I feel safer
1: now. I feel a strange and almost overpowering sense of triumph. In my wildest dream, I had not hoped for success. And I... Oh, oh, Victor! Oh, he had fainted. No, no. I feel strangely weak. Help me to get out of here. Let me go to my room. Baron Frankenstein, your story seems extraordinary. What became of the dreadful monster which you created? I felt weak and ill that night, and Elizabeth and Ernst helped me to my room. There I fell into a deep and troubled slumber. I awakened in the morning to find both Ernst and Elizabeth standing by the side of my bed. As soon as I sought them, and... Ernst. Elizabeth, what are you doing here? We were worried about you. Oh, I remember now. My great experiment was a success. I must go to the laboratory at once.
2: Victor, I beg you to destroy that creature. Just as you gave it life. So you can take that life away. I know that you will never be happy while the creature lives. And I know that I can never be happy. For the sake of the love you bear me, for the sake of the happiness which we desire, I beg you to uh, destroy the creature.
1: Elizabeth is right, Victor. Your experiment was not altogether a success. You hoped to make something beautiful, and the result has been a hideous monster, a monster which you cannot unleash upon the world, or it will be forever upon your conscience. Perhaps you are right.
2: I know we are right. Please, Victor, if you love me, you will do what I ask.
1: Well, I will dress at once, and then I will go over to the laboratory and make arrangements to do away with the monster. You shall come with me.
2: I will not go.
1: I will go with you, Victor. Good. Then if you wait for me downstairs, I will join you. It seems that you regretted your somewhat rash experiment, Baron Frankenstein. I did, Captain Walton. And I feel happier when I had made up my mind to destroy my creation. I dressed hastily and went downstairs where I found Ernst waiting for me. We walked across to the laboratory and entered the room and then I called for Julio. Julio! Julio! It is strange that he does not answer. I ordered him not to leave here. Look, the door of the room where you put the creature. There is no door there. there. It is wrenched off its hinges. What could have happened? Look, there in the corner. What is it? Let me see. Why? It is the broken body of Julio. The broken body of Julio? Yes, look for yourself. Oh, this is horrible. Let me look in that room. Is there... Is there anyone there? The room is empty. I am too late. The monster has escaped, and in so doing, he has murdered my servant. I have unleashed a horror. The partner I can speak no more of the matter at present, Captain Walton. The memory of that horror is still too vivid. I beg of you, let me rest. Oh. I will let you rest, Baron Frankenstein. I feel that I have not the right to sleep. I should not rest. But I must regain my strength. Try and sleep now. I will send the ship's surgeon to you. And tomorrow I will come and speak with you again.